Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Gordon with the G2 Radio Network, and I am delighted to have with us today Gabriel Osiris, who is an award-winning author. He's already published one book titled Sacred. We did an interview with him in regards to writing that book. But today we have him here, and we're going to talk about his latest book, Dear Sick Mental Virus. Welcome back, Osiris. Thank you. Thank you again for having me back on your show. Absolutely. It's our honor and privilege. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so we're talking about the book, Dear Sick Mental Virus. And to date, Osiris, what is your favorite or what was the most difficult chapter that you that you had to write in Dear Sick Mental Virus? Oh, favorite uh, or the most difficult chapter? I'd easily say chapter three titled My Story. <laughs> that one was really <laughs> that one was hard to write. Can you tell us a little bit about that one? Yeah, yes, of course, of course. So um, throughout the book, uh, I, I have five chapters, and um, each one is, you know, you, the, the titles itself are self-explanatory, but chapter three, specifically my story, is about me, um, where there's there's no confusion on, hey, is he talking about his author? Is he talking about somebody else as you talk about this person or maybe he's talking in metaphors now this is clear cut chapter three is all about me and the reason is because you know um, i think we all have a history that we don't acknowledge and i know for me i've had uh, my issues that i've tried to deal with on my own and um, it, it was difficult to try to overcome some of those issues and so for me like my therapy um, is, is writing. I know for a while I used to think it was exercise, but it's actually writing. And so being able to kind of self-reflect and put some um, information there about me, just kind of put myself out there. It, it, it's tough because you, you you just don't know how opening up Pandora's box to your own past that you've never really gotten, you know, you dealt with will make you feel. Um, and to be more specific, the most difficult um, part of that chapter was actually the very last poem in that chapter titled African Statue. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is, is it was, it was uh, my experience with what happened with that was really terrifying, really terrifying. It actually took me several days to even think about how should I even like, write this and when do I want to write it? Because it was just creeping me out to go back to that place um, of when everything occurred. It was, it was, it's, it was, it's just terrifying, to say the least. But yeah, uh, hope that answers your question. Oh yes, definitely. And that it was that was a very emotional uh, chapter. I know when I was reading it, I, I was really drawn in, and I had no idea. And whenever you write about these personal experiences, I'm sure a you're making yourself very vulnerable, and then number two. It you do identify those topics and those things, those life experiences that have happened that maybe we have buried or haven't been able to really process or really think about. And so the the word choices and the way you expressed yourself in regards to that to that situation, oh my goodness, it was very vivid. And um, I'm sure afterwards after you wrote it all out it really put that picture together about what 
things maybe we I know personally if I've ever write if I ever write things down um, about experiences I've had I'm like wow I thought I was over that <laughs> you know or I've right. never thought about it in that way and uh, but it was an eye opener for sure and I appreciate you really pouring your personal stories and your heart out in this book um, it really paves the way for folks to realize that there may be things going on. And until you really write it out and look at it on paper, that's when you can hopefully give yourself permission to start processing it and thinking it through. Exactly. I I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. That's well said. Now, what about chapter two, their story? Oh man. So that, that one right there is, actually a continuation of mental health from chapter three of sacred um their story is specifically about the patients and people who i've encountered whose stories have had an impact on on me or stories that had such a significance um it's just the modern era of problems that i felt like it just needed to be talked about and um i i know for example domestic violence that that's um one of the poems in that chapter I've never been in a relationship um, that's um, that deals with domestic violence at any point in my life, so I cannot relate to it. However, um, I have known plenty of people who have gone through those issues, and I know my wife in particular, um, who I've spoken about in Chapter 1, um, has gone through things of that nature with domestic abuse and domestic violence with relationships. And just being and working in family advocacy when I did, um, um, a lot of just terrible stories I've just heard um, about problems regarding relationships or just domestic violence as a whole. It, it's, it, it weighed on me uh, so heavy. And I just felt like stories like that just needed to be talked about. But you did a great job with that chapter too. I mean, it, it's, it is, it, my heart goes out to folks who have had to experience that and then live with it. It is not just something that goes away. It it really does affect folks for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That is that that's that that is that's the truth. And I know you just in your profession with you just doing what you do as even from a provider standpoint. I'm speaking more so from perspectives of you no, know, not actually sitting down and treating treating people um and like giving them diagnoses and, and helping them with with, with just weekly or bi-weekly or, or monthly sessions, um, for me, in my, in my position, um, I seek to try to um, create, just create a, a space or create a, uh, an idea that can help people mm-hmm. heal um, that way. You know, um, I know there's, there's many avenues that many people take from like social workers or psychologists um, that they go to school for it and get the education that, that they need. And, some of those things aren't for everybody. And I know for me, I know that I, I couldn't, um, I mean, I'm sure with practice I can get to that point, but I feel naturally, um, I, I feel drawn to try to just create a, a path of healing for people through my poetry and just taking the experience that I've had just in working in mental health. Um, not, not If nothing more than just a person who helps the provider, you know, it's a team effort, um, I feel that there's there there's something there that they can take from this as well. Absolutely, and they can take it everywhere, 
right? And so you did a phenomenal job with expressing that in your current book, Dear Sick Mental Virus. And we're talking with Osiris, the author, the award-winning author, Dear Sick Mental Virus, right here on the G2 Radio Network. And you've been listening to the G2 Radio Network interview series where we have the pleasure of interviewing Osiris, Gabriel Osiris, the author, an award-winning author of his current book, Dear Sick Mental Virus on the G2 Radio Network. So make sure you tune in for part three tomorrow right here. Thanks for listening again to the G2 Radio Network, broadcasting live 24 hours a day, seven days a week from the beautiful city of San Diego, California. 